Life Audio. Hey there, lovebirds. Are you ready to take your relationship to the next level? Real Relationship Talk is all about uncomplicating your relationships and creating deeper connections. Many of you have already taken my free quiz to test your relationship connection and are receiving my free tips on how to reconnect with the one you love. If you haven't yet taken the quiz, be sure to check it out today at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. That's danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. Your next level of connection is just a quiz away. And I don't want to come across as this person who's like, just stop doing it. Just stop it. No, it is more complicated than that. And I do understand that. And this is why I wanted to dedicate an episode specifically for us to have a real conversation, for us to really talk about, okay, sex is great, but why shouldn't you engage before you're married? Hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You all... Today, we are going there, okay? We are going to talk about a subject that is highly controversial, and it is highly opinionated, and I'm going to be sharing my opinions with you today, but I'm also going to be sharing with you some research. I'm going to be sharing with you some information that I think it's really important for you to really grab hold onto, whether you are in a relationship right now, maybe you're single, um, or God forbid, (laughs) you are married and you are having sex with someone outside of your marriage, but hey, if you're here thank you for being here. Hopefully this will help to kind of turn the tide in that whole situation. Y'all, a lot of times on this podcast, we talk about married sex. I mean, it's just a part of marriage. There's nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about. Nobody's cheek should be flushed over the fact that we talk about sex on a marriage and relationship podcast. I wanted to do a podcast though, specifically for those of you who are not married, because oftentimes you guys kind of get left out of this conversation. Today, y'all, we are talking about seven reasons why you need to nix sex before marriage. Now, I know that if you're here, you're obviously interested in this conversation. There's some people who are never going to click on this podcast episode. They're never going to listen to this because they just don't want to hear it. They're like, that is crazy. That's outdated. That's irrelevant. Only Christians believe that. And that's why the subtitle of this episode is a non-religious perspective. Now, if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I am non-ashamed of my Christian faith, okay? I love the Lord, I love Jesus, and I share him in normal, regular, everyday conversations. But I think it's also important for those of us who are Christians to also be able to have conversations that are not specifically from a religious or a Christian perspective, because everyone does not espouse those same beliefs. Everyone does not look at the word of God as their standard of authority. So you just simply saying, well, the Bible says is not enough for some people. Even Christians, sometimes the Bible is not enough. And I'm saying that in air quotes. So for those of you all who are like, I want some real, just scientific information. I want to know why sex outside of marriage is not a good idea. And I don't want you to shove God down my throat you are in the right place. Or again, maybe you are a Christian, but you're like, okay, I got the God doesn't want me to part, but what else? Like, 
am I really missing anything? Is this really harmful to me? And so I want to just start this episode by just kind of allowing you to take an exhale that I am not here to shove anything down your throat. I am here to simply share what I believe is wisdom, what I believe is going to help you to actually build stronger relationships. I also want to be really transparent and tell you all, if you don't already know this, that I got married at 18. Okay. So I am always really careful and, and I really honestly do take a very humble position in these conversations because my husband is right down the hall. Okay. I can have sex whenever I want to. And I'm saying that because I want to be very empathetic with those of you all who are struggling, those of you all who want to abstain from sex because you already know some of these reasons. And I don't want to come across as this person who's like, just stop doing it. Just stop it. No, it is more complicated than that. And I do understand that. And this is why I wanted to dedicate an episode specifically for us to have a real conversation, for us to really talk about, okay, sex is great, but why shouldn't you engage before you're married? So you guys, if you are in for the ride, down for the ride, if you're brave, if you're courageous, if you're ready to dive into this conversation with me, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, my friends, my wonderful, wonderful friends that are here, I do applaud your bravery. I applaud your heart. Can I just say that? Because again, there are so many people, Christian or non, who really don't care. I mean, we live in such a sex-saturated culture. Try to say that three times fast. We live in such a sexually overt culture. Everybody, it seems, is having sex. And let me just say, parents, right now, if you have teenagers or young adults or, listen, middle schoolers, get them on this podcast. Some of you all are, like, so afraid to talk about sex with your kids. And so who do you think they're learning from? They're learning from the YouTube videos. They're learning from Pornhub. They're learning from their little friends in school. This is a conversation that parents, if you don't want to have the sex conversation with your kids, if you're not ready to have the sex conversation with your kids, this will be a great conversation for you to play with your children, okay? We have got to take the whole like shame and like, ooh, we've got to take that out, okay? Because guess what? Your kids are watching porn earlier and earlier and earlier, and that is where they are learning about these conversations. So I get it. It's not the most comfortable conversation. I've actually done episodes before, and I'll link to them in the show notes, how to have the sex talk with your kids. But yes, it can still be uncomfortable. So, you know, if you're driving down the street, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Where's the volume button? No, no, no. Don't turn it down. I want you to stick and stay and let your kids hear this information. It's going to save them, I believe, from a lot of heartache and grief in their relationships. So I want to dive in because we have so much to talk about. And I'm going to give you all today seven reasons to nix the sex before marriage. And I'm also going to help you with, um, I have a little bonus for you at the end, because sometimes we only talk about like why you shouldn't do something. And we never really talk about the disadvantages of if you choose to be obedient. Like, can we be real? There are sometimes disadvantages that come with doing the right thing. Think about it. Everything that you do comes with pros and cons. There's sacrifices that we make on all sides. So if you choose to nick sex and you're not married, I'm just going to be real, real with you and say that these are some of the things that you might struggle with. So we're going to talk about that at the end, okay? So let's go ahead and jump in. Number one, 
the reason that I believe that you need to nick sex before marriage, and again, I'm talking from a non-religious perspective. So you are not going to hear scripture. You are not going to hear because the Lord says this and the Lord says that. Now, I might slip a God in there every now and again, y'all. I just can't help it, okay? But I'm really going to try my best to do this from a non-religious perspective, okay? Number one, when you have sex outside of marriage, it treats sex as it's commonplace. It's just common. It's like brushing your teeth. It's like taking a shower, eating. It's just like a bodily function that we do. And sex is so much more than that. Sex is a beautiful gift that two committed people can share. And I believe that when you're just out here giving it up to everybody or anybody or just the next person that you're dating, it takes the mystery, it takes the specialness, if that's a word, it takes the um, the sacredness even of it, it takes that away and sex just becomes commonplace. It doesn't even become special anymore. It's not even something that you look forward to anymore because it's just kind of the next thing that you're doing in your relationship. And if you all listened a couple of episodes ago where this wasn't the title of the podcast, but in that episode, and I'll link again to this in the show notes, um, where I was talking about the relationship baggage, emotional baggage that we carry in relationships, I made a comment in there and I said, y'all need to stop sleeping around with everybody. And I kind of got like on this soapbox and I got so much feedback from that one statement. Overall, 95% of what I heard was positive. Everyone's like, yes, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. And of course, you're going to have those folks that are like, what? What are you talking about? And that's cool too. Like I'm here for the conversation, okay? But my whole point in saying that is that so many times people are like meeting people in a bar or online or wherever. And the first thing that they're doing is jumping in bed. That is out of order, in my humble opinion, okay? And again, I'm not going to bring the word into this, okay? I just think that it makes it commonplace. It makes it like you're doing anything else. So that's number one, okay? Number two, sex is too powerful for the status of the relationship that you're in. When you don't have a commitment and you give the most intimate, secret, private parts of yourself to another person, that relationship is not strong enough to handle the emotions, the weight of what sex brings. This is why we have so many broken hearts. This is why we have so many people who are just pretending like they don't care that they got broken up with or ghosted after they've given it up, if I can put it that way. But the truth of the matter is they do care. They are hurt. But you gave away something that was so weighty, something that was so important, something that was so special. That's like a level 10. And you gave that to a level one relationship. That relationship is like a little baby embryo. (laughs) It's not even... It's not even full grown. It's not even able to support any weight, let alone the weight of sexual intimacy. That is a big deal. Think about that. You know, most of us, when we go up to someone that we just meet in a store, you would never give that person your social security number. You would never give that person your home address. But we feel like it's okay to hop in bed With that person, you don't even know that person. You don't know where their mouth has been. You don't know what other people they've been with, what they do with their bodies. Do they take regular showers? Like, you don't know any of that. 
And that is like way too much information to be giving someone in this very early stage of a relationship. Number three is that sex outside of marriage creates unwanted soul ties. And again, going back to the relationship baggage episode that I did, what is a soul tie? Because we've had we've heard we've heard people talk about soul ties and different people have different opinions, different definitions on what a soul tie is. This is how I describe a soul tie. Sex is is not just physical. Sex is emotional and it's spiritual. It is created or was created to bond you with someone else. Think about it. It is the only thing that differentiates a marriage from any other relationship. Me and my best girlfriends, we can go out to eat. We could take vacations together. We can laugh together. We can cry together. I can share my secrets with them, but I cannot have sex with them. Me and my children have a whole, you know, relationship that we could do all these amazing things with, but we don't do that, obviously. I don't do that with my neighbor. There are certain things that you can do with any other relationship except for this. So when you engage in sex with someone, you are creating a soul tie. That means that you are literally bonding your soul to that person. Now, don't get like all creepy, like, oh my gosh, there's like bonded forever. I do believe that soul ties can be broken, but I don't want to take away from the magnitude of what sex is all about. It isn't just, hey, I found this cute girl in the, in the bar that I want to go sleep with. It's so much bigger than that. So think about all the folks that you've slept with. If you have slept with someone, granted, okay, think about those folks and think about what about these people do you still carry around with you that you no longer want to carry around with you? Some of you might be having aha moments right now thinking, oh my gosh, that's why I've been struggling with anxiety. That's why I've been depressed. That's why I can't seem to get over this thing or that fear or whatever it might be. Could it be because you have a soul tie? And that is what sex does. That is what it was intended to do in the positive. It was intended to bond to people. Okay? So, We are starting off strong, y'all. I've given you three of the seven reasons. We are going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsor. But before we break, I want to encourage you, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that now. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can either click the follow or subscribe button. And that way you can be in the know every single time I release an episode. All right, let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. All right, friends, we are back. Let's go right into it. Number four, sex creates fake intimacy. Sex outside of marriage is what I'm talking about. It creates fake intimacy. And when I say fake intimacy, I mean is that what I mean is that it's that short, um, that quick, that instant gratification that you feel like you're really intimate with someone, with this person, but you're really missing all the other components that go into true intimacy. I've said this before on the episodes. I'll say it again. Intimacy means into me, see me, my whole self, not just my body, not just my my physical parts, but my self, who I am as a person. And when you have sex outside of marriage, when you're having sex with people that you barely know, you're giving away a part of yourself, hoping for intimacy, which is that deep heart connection, but you're subbing it. It's like... I tend to be uh, vegan. I don't. I don't call myself vegan anymore because I do eat fish. So more plant based, right? And all of my meat eater carnivore friends always joke me because they're like, Dana, you're literally eating a vegan burger. Why not just eat the real thing? So in their mind, I'm substituting the real thing for this fake thing, right? This plant based thing. In all actuality, I'm literally eating plants. So it's actually better for you. But anyway, the point of this analogy is that when you have sex outside of marriage, you are subbing this fake intimacy. You think that you're intimate with somebody because you've gone to bed with that person, but you're really not. You're really not fully intimate with that person. You have not shared your soul. You have not shared who you really are. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it makes you more guarded When you have sex outside of marriage, because now insecurities are present, it changes the whole dynamic of your relationship. So this whole substitute, this fake intimacy that you create is one of the biggest detriments, one of the biggest downsides to having sex outside of marriage. All right, number five, it's out of order. It's out of order. And obviously, this is where Christians shine, right? They're like, yes, the Bible says, and yes, I agree. But remember, we're doing this from a non-religious perspective. But I will say this, y'all. You remember when we were kids and we would sing that song, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby with the baby carriage. Like we were little kids. That wasn't a religious song. That was just what we knew. Yeah, if y'all know my story, y'all know that me and Sean had the baby before the marriage. So I am not here to judge, okay? But I'm here to tell you that when you have sex outside of marriage, you're literally flipping the right order. Why is it first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby? Why shouldn't the baby come, then love, then marriage? Or why shouldn't marriage come, then love, then the baby? Because love is the foundation on which the relationship is built. How do you love somebody when you just met them yesterday? 
You don't. You might lust after them. You might care deeply for them. You might think that they're attractive, but you can't love somebody that you just met. This whole idea of love at first sight is a fallacy. Love is a choice. It is an action. You do not love somebody that you just met. So love is the foundation on which a healthy marriage grows. And then in a healthy marriage is where you then build a family. When you take sex outside of marriage, you're literally flipping the order of the whole system. And y'all, real talk, this is why we have so many broken relationships today. So number five, it's out of order. All right. Number six is that it hinders trust and self-control. Oh my gosh. I want to talk about this for 45 minutes, but I'm not. Okay. There are so many people who have trust issues in their relationship and y'all know where those trust issues came from. They came from having sex before marriage, because when you are not able to have self-control, when you're like, I just got to have sex, I got to have it now, I got to have it now, what you're communicating is that you don't know how to tell yourself no. You don't know how to tell your body, no, we're not doing this right now, body, you got to wait, hormones, you got to settle down. When you're able to say, you know what, I can have self-control. Yeah, I really want to do this. Yeah, I'm facing temptations. Yes, my body is sending me all kinds of alarms and signals, but I am choosing to maintain control of myself. That sends a powerful message that you can be trusted. Because think about this. If you have no control over yourself and you just got to do it all the time, what is going to stop you if you get married? And your spouse has to be deployed or you have to be away from your spouse for any length of time or you and your spouse aren't getting along. So a lot of times couples have trust issues because they know they can't trust their spouse because their spouse wasn't trusted when they were dating their spouse. If you want to be able to send a message to the person that you're with, you can trust me, say no to sex. I'm telling you, that sends a very powerful message. I can be trusted. All right, number seven. I did that, y'all, in like two minutes. I'm so proud of myself. All right, number seven. Unwanted pregnancies and STIs. We have to talk about this because it is the truth. When you have sex outside of marriage, it's just a known fact that you might get pregnant or get somebody pregnant. You might transmit an STI. How do we know when people have STIs? We don't. Well, they get tested. Okay, great. But what if they got tested yesterday and had sex with somebody this morning and then they meet you? Like, just because someone says, I get tested regularly, doesn't mean anything. Unless they're literally getting tested regularly every hour and you happen to just, you know, meet them in that hour. That's not realistic though, right? So you're just banking on the fact that this person is being honest. You're banking on the fact that they really are being tested. Or, God forbid, maybe you don't care. I mean, I think about all the folks that are out here having unprotected sex, and I'm like, I just don't think they care. Unfortunately, a lot of these STIs can be cured or treated, at least. Some of them can't be cured. And so people just are like, "Uh, if I get it, I get it. I'll just take a pill for it. I'll go to the doctor. It'll be fine. But you all, STIs cause irreparable harm on your reproductive organs. Y'all need to do your research. You need to look at what happens when you get herpes. What happens if you contract gonorrhea? What happens if you get HPV that can lead to cervical cancer? What happens? STDs are a real thing. STIs, whatever you call them, real thing. Unwanted pregnancies. 
real thing. Now, I have to be honest, y'all, and say you can get an STI and have an unwanted pregnancy even if you're married. I'm talking about if you're married and you're being faithful, right, with the whole unwanted pregnancy thing. Or you could have married somebody that had an STI and didn't know it, and then now they've given it to you. So this is not solely for people who are having sex outside of marriage. However, your chances are much, much greater when you have sex outside of marriage of having an unwanted pregnancy or an STI. Now, I want to go back to when I was talking about, um, I think it was number five, I was saying that it's out of order. You know, I said that I wanted to talk about that in 45 minutes and I did it in two, but there's something that I have to remind you about when you're talking about the proper order of relationships, right? When you first meet somebody, you give a little bit, or you should at least give a little bit of yourself at a time, a little bit of yourself at a time. We do this in friendship. None of us meet somebody on an airplane and tells them our deepest, darkest secrets. Unless I happen to be sitting next to you. I'm telling you guys, it's crazy. I'll be on an airplane and people open up to me and tell me, the worst things that they've ever done. It happens all the time. And I'm like, what in the world? It's it's actually a gift though. Like I really do appreciate the fact that people feel like they can trust me with this information. But for the most part, that's not how we meet friends, right? For the most part, you meet a friend and you kind of give them little bits of yourself. You, you start by having a coffee date with them and then you might go hang out and then you might maybe then go to each other's houses and then you might take a trip. Like it's it's done in stages. And that's the proper order of relationships. When you get married, you don't just be like, here's here's my finances. Here you go. You, here's my credit score. This is all the things that I've ever bought. This is how much debt I have. None of us do that. So there is this progression of relationships that should be happening and sex should not be at the front of the progression. It should be way, 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 way down the line. And I do believe in marriage. That's the best place for it. Okay, so I'm going to run through these real quick again, and then I'm going to give you guys some downsides, okay? Dana, what if I decide I'm not going to have sex before marriage? Awesome, but I got to be real with you and tell you that there might be some downsides with that, okay? What, is she contradicting herself? Nope, I'm not, and I'm going to explain to you why in just a minute. But first, let's go through these again. Number one, reason to nick sex outside of marriage. It makes sex commonplace. Number two, it is too powerful for the status of the relationship that you're in. Number three, it creates unwanted soul ties. Number four, it creates fake intimacy. Number five, it's out of order. Number six, it hinders trust and self-control. And number seven, unwanted pregnancies and STIs. Okay, let's talk about this. This is my bonus for you at the end because we could just wrap this little episode up in a bow and, and we could be like, okay, don't do it. But I want to be real. This podcast is called Real Relationship Talk. I'm going to give you the real. I'm going to give you the truth 100% of the time, okay? So there are some, quote, downsides when you choose to not have sex outside of marriage. Number one, you might be sexually frustrated, especially if you have already started having sex. When you open that Pandora's box, when you open the I'm going to sleep with people, uh, uh, option in your life and you choose to just shut that off cold turkey, you may become sexually frustrated. That's a real thing. You may become irritable. You may feel like, you know, I'm having these crazy mood swings. I feel like, you know, what is happening to me? Like there might be a physical response in your body when you decide to say no. 
Now, I want to tell you something. You're not going to die. I promise you. Like, this is not one of those, you listen to those TV commercials and they're like talking about the newest, latest pharmaceutical drug and they give you like all the side effects and they're like, including death. This is not that, okay? You will not die. I promise you, you will not die. You may be sexually, sexually frustrated, but you're not gonna die, okay? Sex is not a need. I know that we think it is, but it really isn't. I'm talking to my married folks too. It is not a need. It is amazing and wonderful, and you should have it if you're married, but you're not going to die if you don't, okay? Number two, you might not like what you get in marriage. Ooh, did she say that? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it, y'all. If you decide that you're going to wait, and then you get married, I believe marriage is a lifelong covenant. So you might get stuck with somebody and that's just not it. That is just not what I thought this was going to be. What do you do then? This is a real question. Well, the good news is there are lots of sex therapists. There are lots of people who can help you with that. Sometimes people have childhood trauma that doesn't allow them to open up sexually like they need to. Sometimes people don't know what to do. Sometimes people have these old religious ideas that they're still battling with that causes them to be like all, you know, clammy and and closed up and emotionally and physically. There are things that you can do because I don't believe that good sex is just about performance. So it's like, oh my gosh, if it lasted for 30 minutes and we both had orgasms, then it's great. That's wonderful. But you know, there's so much more to a good sexual experience than just the physical act of it. And you can learn how to have good sex. So maybe you're stuck with somebody, it's not working but put a yet on the end of that sentence. Don't just say, this isn't working. This isn't good. It's not working yet. What can we do to improve the situation? Because we're together forever. We stood before our family, God, if you're in your faith, and we made a commitment that we're going to stick and stay in this thing. So we're going to have to figure this out. We're not going to give up on each other because the sex thing isn't working out. Okay? Number three you might not be a better Christian. Now, this is where I am going to talk about the religious perspective because there are a lot of Christians who are like, okay, I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage because God says so, and it's going to make me a better Christian. Not necessarily, because you can be a mean, hateful, religious-spirited, celibate Christian. You can. Having sex outside of marriage does not make or break your Christian faith. I will say that again for the people in the back. Having sex outside of marriage does not make or break your Christian faith. Do not think that just because you're not having sex outside of marriage, you're this wonderful, amazing Christian. Or if you do slip up and you do, that you're a horrible Christian. Not so, my friends. This is not the litmus test of your faith. The litmus test of your faith is do you believe and are you surrendered to Jesus Christ? Everything else is work outable. I just made up a word. So don't deceive yourself into thinking I am holy because I am not engaging in this. Not necessarily. Check your attitude. Check your how you're spending your finances. Check your generosity level. Check how you treat other people who are not like you. What's your devotional life look like? Look at all of that in addition to this one area. So there you have it, guys. This has been 
I don't even know what's going to happen with this episode, to be quite honest. You guys are either going to love it or you're going to hate it. But I did what I was supposed to do. I completed my assignment. So you can take this episode and do with it what you will. But I'm going to tell you that I believe in my heart of hearts that when we do things God's way, we get great results. When we do things our way, we're taking a gamble. So I want to continue this conversation because I don't want to just ever get on this podcast and tell you what not to do. Stop doing this. Don't do that. But I want to be able to empower you and equip you with now how to not do it. Right? So if I'm going to tell you not to have sex, I'm going to give you on next week's episode some reasons how to stop having sex. Okay? Because some of y'all are like, Dana, I am with you, girl. I want to, but I just can't. I just can't do it. You can. And I'm going to help you. So make sure that you tune in next week. We're going to talk about some real practical steps on how to actually stop the train if you let it out the station. Okay? So thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank y'all for letting me into this very intimate part of your lives. And again, parents, if you are listening to this with your children, have a good conversation with your kids afterwards. I know your kids are shaking their heads thinking, please don't, please do not talk to me about this, but they really do want you to. They really do want you to have this conversation with them. So make sure that you have this conversation with them. And listen, if you are in a relationship right now, maybe you're listening to this together with your boyfriend or girlfriend, Y'all also need to have a conversation about how can you strengthen your relationship and take this part out. So that's all that I have for you guys today. The show notes for this episode can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 171. And as I love to end every episode in saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.